It's time for the top four at four with Lavac and Gaz. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It's brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I'm loving today because there's no one here. So I've got the studio door open, and it's not one million degrees in here today. (laughs) This is fantastic. There's probably only a few shows all year long. Where someone could be golfing right now and have us up on, you know, the speakers <laughs> or podding us through their golf cart. That moment, I could only hope that yeah. someone heard Levac scream out four and someone ducked and some wonderful local golf course here in the Capital Region or maybe across upstate New York. Yeah, I mean, we are on the iHeart app, so they could bring us anywhere. They could be anywhere. They could be down in Florida and then, and then I'm helping. I'm a helper. Look at me. <laughs> Not again in my backswing. No, how could you? <laughs> What's the uh, fourth biggest story in the world of sports? The NBA is investigating Ooh. referee Eric Lewis over an alleged burner account. I'm glad this made the show today because <laughs> you and I both enjoy this story. We love any story involving burner accounts in social media and sports. Uh, the second account in question was listed under an alias known as Blair Cutliffe. And Blair Cutlift was tweeting at different people. It's a great fake name, by the way. He was commenting on officiating publicly without authorization from the league. Defending himself and other refs. (laughs) I think that's the first sign is the burner account. Somebody defending referees. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, know, that was a great no call on the double dribble or the travel there, my friend. If you'll notice, this is going on. This is going Who are you? This is not the first time burner accounts in the NBA have popped up. Kevin Durant publicly admitted a few years ago that he had burnt multiple, multiple burner accounts to argue with people. Mm. My favorite's 2018, though. Remember Brian Colangelo? He had the, the old Philadelphia 76er GM post uh, Hinky, who was blowing the picks in the Trust the Process guy, where he and his wife were running the burner accounts and defending him constantly. Like yeah. His burner account was the funniest because... He wasn't doing a good job because the stuff he was saying was way too inside for anyone else to know besides him. Levac, I don't, is it the last two years? You and I are in a group chat together, and I think we've slowly found out, and I, Durant gets credit for this, more and more people that I didn't realize have burner accounts, and they fully will admit it's insane it. To me. I didn't realize it, it. It's insane to me for a couple reasons. I think the biggest reason is, like, I've been accused of it in the past, but, like, I'm too lazy to post on my own. Like, I don't, you know, like, like we've been, um, why don't we have a LeVac and Gaz show social? And I, I look at you and I go, because Gaz won't do it. And everybody's like, well, what about you? I'm like, well, no, that was never even a debate. Like, there's a chance <laughs> Gaz might do it. I, I like, I post on mine because I, I thought of something funny. I saw a pic I liked. Or somebody's done something for me that deserves, like, respect and credit. Like, today, I got to talk about what a schlub you are for making us work and how much i love mohawk chevy because i have my black widow pickup scar joe in the parking lot that's when i post for me to think of like a whole nother person to post through i'm like dude no it's just not gonna happen i'd rather i'd rather watch uh, rick and morty for the 15th time you know i enjoy the show catfish yeah oh just enjoy it but, but like the catfish show is just online dating and people being idiots this is like a deeper level of psychology where hey what I'm doing is right. I can't be criticized. How dare someone on the internet criticize me, but I can't argue with them. I need to make up a fake profile to defend myself to get validation for what I'm doing, even though it's like my mind cannot even wrap around 
the psychology behind this. Someone smarter than me has got to walk me through it. But did this guy think he wasn't going to get caught? Yep. Like, this is 2023. Everybody's going to catch you when you're doing stuff like this, especially when you're doing it in public and everything else. The league has to suspend him. I wouldn't be shocked if he's just done officiating. Like, you can't do this, man. You're the official. You are held to a higher standard than even the athletes and coaches because you are truly protecting the integrity of the game. Absolutely. And and just like I said, I kind of – it's such an obvious one too, though. Because, again, like I can't imagine a lot of people passionately running to their to their Twitter account to defend a a referee in any in any circumstance. We got this story. I'm doing a quick audible here, LeVac. So uh, we're, sh- we're shaking up the stories. We yeah. got a new we number about two. This, yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. didn't get a chance to really sit on it yet. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to get back into it. So I'm going to go here with number three. A quick little Omaha, Omaha. Major League Baseball slate of games here for number three. We've seen some afternoon action today involving the Cleveland Guardians, my Baltimore Orioles, the Rangers and the Tigers, the Royals and the Cardinals, and the Rays and Cubs all got started before we hit the air today. Other games, Rockies and Diamondbacks, Astros and Twins. I won't run through the whole schedule, but I will tell you the Red Sox are off tonight. That's why you hear LeVac and Giles in your radio. And the Yankees and Mariners, a 940 a little yeah. late night start tonight. Domingo Herman. That. <laughs> right. that. Domingo Herman on the mound tonight for the Yankees. Herman sometimes is great, sometimes is dumb. A knucklehead, as Michael Wilbon likes to say. That's my well, I had multiple sports writer references today on this yeah. Memorial Day, right? Yeah, you're into it. You're uh, into it today. I like what, it. What do we make about Herman's matchup with the M's who were a playoff team last season? So here's here's a war oh, is coming. A war is coming. That's what we're making. Whoa, that was wow. All right, just, listen, I wasn't as excited whoa. about it as I am right now. I'm excited. Jeez. Now I'm fired up. Um, here's here's the thing. I love the over in this game earlier today. I think I, I saw it at like a, a run total of eight. It's down to seven and a half. Um, Miller has got a one point one five ERA, and then Domingo Herman's three point seven five. I feel like the Yankees bats are awake, so that's gonna be the story of today's game. Well, tonight's game, I should say. But if if it's a pitching matchup, and Domingo Herman outduels a dude with a with an ERA just north of one. Imagine, you know, a couple less innings pitched than him, but still, if he outduels that guy, I'm gonna feel pretty good about the rest of the year. The two biggest matchups in sports. That's one of the two for the night. And I think Herman is not gonna do well, but Seattle's offense, I don't trust. It's like big P-A-S-S when it comes to wagering on both the big games tonight for me. Herman's too tough to figure out. I don't like an idea of a Pacific Northwest marquee team getting the spotlight on a holiday. You know the crowd's going to be packed in Seattle. So that game is all over the place for me. I cannot get a read on it. That plus, I was up at 5 this morning. My <laughs> sister-in-law has a plane landing at either 9 or midnight today. So there's a chance I'm going to watch a lot of this game tonight because I might have to get her from the airport or she's got an Uber. See, my mind is not in the right mindset for I this. I mean, I could go get her. I could pick her up if you want. Story number two. I mean, I'm here to help, guys. You mentioned this, Levac. We talked about it earlier in the show. Pete Porcelli has been fired Insane. as the head coach of the Albany Empire. According to uh, Roger Weiland, yeah, Pete Porcelli out. It's, it's a bye week. Going into a bye week. What? <laughs> I, how? Like, what are we doing? I didn't think, like, the only way this makes sense, the only way this makes sense, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse or whatever, whatever it is. If there's a saying that's better for that, let me know. Is you were watching the game because you weren't playing in the game, and you were like, wow, Ben Bennett's running this team. Why don't I just make Ben Bennett the head coach? That's the only way this makes sense to me. 
And and you know I, I'm a fan of Ben Bennett. I'm a fan of him. I enjoy I've had beers with him. I enjoy talking to him. I'm a fan of Ben Bennett. I feel like Pete Porcelli did what he could for you. I don't like tell me one coach that's been put into a position to succeed this year for the Albany Empire. Manos gets let go ten days before the season starts. Where is fighting uphill battle the entire time because it looks like Antonio Brown doesn't want him at all to the point where he actually locks him out of his hotel room. Had to call the cops to get into his hotel room. Manas comes back. He's gone a game later. Pete Porcelli comes in, which, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, who is it? You, you tried to hire Pete Porcelli's boss first. He said no. <laughs> then you bring in Pete Porcelli. Por- Porcelli didn't even have a chance to do this. He didn't even have a chance. How is, how is this right? So if they'd won the game... Would he have all of a sudden like still been employed or still the coach? Or was this always the plan? And now I'm trying to think back because the timeline is so what? So it was Wednesday was the first report that Porcelli was going to be the head coach. So then they lose on Saturday, and it's Monday evening, and he's already gone. So was he actually let go on Sunday potentially? Say, uh, Roger Weiland is reporting it was Sunday night he was fired. He wasn't there a week. Yeah. A week? Yeah. Did he actually even sign a contract? Did they just pay him? Did can he not imagine, get paid? I don't can even you imagine, know. Can you imagine if he got... Like just imagine this. This is this is how I picture this going down. Pete step into my office. Hey Antonio, how are you? Yeah, come on in. You couldn't even get your best player on the field. How can I have faith in you when you can't even get your best player on the field? Well, what do you mean? Well, you, Antonio Brown didn't even play for you Saturday night. You're Antonio Brown. Let's let's not let's not point fingers, Pete. You gotta go. <laughs> and also, like, what if he did play and didn't get the ball enough? Right. How many ways could you have gotten fired? And I feel, I actually feel, I know we're having fun at his no, expense like, here, but like, like I, I feel for him, but it's like. I do for Pete, 100%. It's impossible. I think we all understand that. Like, this is, I don't even know if I've seen, like, Billy Martin keeps popping my head here for the Yankees, but that's not even close to but this. But Billy Martin, it was back and forth with Billy Martin. Right. This is like, this is like standing in the deli line, take a number. All right, now coaching number 17. Yes, I'm in. Like, like, honestly, you know what? You know this. I haven't kept it a secret, but I haven't made a big deal about it. A member of the Empire front office reached out to me and see if I had any interest in coming back, emceeing games, helping out. I'll come back, but only as head coach. Whoa. I want to be the head coach in Orlando because then I don't have to pay for my trip. Uh. <laughs> Wasn't there a sign? I, this guy's going to maybe get mad at me for saying his name on the air, but he, he contributes to the show. Wasn't there a sign on Facebook that was featured that said, hey, AB, let me coach the team yeah. next week? Yeah. Was it? Somebody with the Southern Vermont storm? Uh, it was Chris. It, it wasn't. No, okay, was, Chris okay. wasn't the one. Chris posted it, but he wasn't the one holding the sign. Okay. I saw he posted Some other that. gentleman in a fan jersey was holding the sign. He might be the new coach. Sorry about that, Chris. I just saw you posted it, so I assumed it was you and didn't zoom in on the photo. But I could read the sign, so I was excited. Uh, no, this is usually where we would do a, what should the team do next? Who should be some of the names they should consider? I don't even want to do that here at the Albany Empire. Because, like, what is the expectation for real? Like, oh, my God. I, I don't know. Bring back Manas again. Don't do that. Do it again. Just so, Jarrah Rickard obviously has the ear of Antonio Brown. J- if in, Unless something happened that I'm unaware of, the way those two were introduced is Jarrah Rickard is the agent of Tom Manas and Trayvon Shorts, by the way. And I must, that's how I think he met Antonio. And now he's now Antonio's agent. So, what if he goes, look, there's only one man for the job is Tom Manas. Do you buy? Do you, after that is Billy Martin. Then we, we have a Billy Martin situation. We've talked about this earlier today, but that just now that should have some time to think about it. Is it making any sense that Cam Newton's got to do both? Like they can't afford Cam Newton just to be the quarterback. So they're like, okay, 
We're going to give you half player contract, half coach contract. So you are going to be a player and a coach, Cam Newton. Listen, I, I, I don't know because if you're paying him 150 thousand to play, and I already told you my theory. I don't think they know each other at all. I think they played against each other, but I don't think Antonio Brown and Cam Newton have any relationship together at all. I mean, at all, to the point where Cam Newton's probably like going to walk up to him on stage one of these days, slap him, and say, "Keep my name out your bleep bleep mouth." Ace Boogie. Ace Boogie, right. He's like, he's like, my name is not Ace Boogie. It's Cam Newton. How dare you? Story number one. It is game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Tip-off set for 8.30. The Boston Celtics look to become the first team in the history of the NBA. 151 teams have tried. 151 teams have failed to come back down from three games done in a series. The Celtics have forced a game seven. They are the favorite tonight. They are at home tonight. We could see history tonight if Boston is able to do this and punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. No matter what the result is tonight, this is going to be more than likely our top story tomorrow. I am locked in for this. I can't believe we're at this point. I, Boston fan doesn't want to hear this, but credit where credit's due already. To even get to a Game 7, I'm amazed we're sitting here on Memorial Day talking about it. Yeah, it is, it is, it is crazy because I thought for sure – Miami would have won the game where they're in, you know, they're in Miami. I thought that the game six was theirs. And if not for some late game heroics and the ball bouncing perfectly, they probably do. But here we are. And and it's just such a, you, you could sit here, like we could probably do a sports cliche off right now. Like one pro Boston, one pro Miami back and forth. Just bouncing them off. Must and, win game. Well, it's, it's must win for everybody. I guarantee you that. But like win you know, or go home. I was thinking more like, well, a team's never come back from being down 0-3. And then you could be like, you know, yeah, but a team has never done this. And then we could probably do that all day because on the surface, Miami should win this game. It is To win four straight is, is very difficult. But we thought Miami was going to win four straight to start this thing. So it's probably going to be Boston. I really hope it's Miami. We'll be talking about it tomorrow when we broadcast live. From Mohawk Honda oh, in Glenville. That. That's right. Tomorrow we're going to be live from Mohawk Honda in Glenville. Looking forward to that. Three to five. Come join us. We're looking forward to getting a new vehicle this summer. Maybe you've got the vacation planned, the summer road trip, whatever it might be. I love talking about that because I've got the road trip coming up in the first week of July. The pilot's going. Can't wait to bring it. Now it's your opportunity to stop it. Whether it's tomorrow to hang with us from three to five or throughout this upcoming month of May and June and July, get a new vehicle. Work with people that you can trust during the car buying experience like we do. And Mohawk Honda certified pre-owned vehicles are now in stock. That's the place for you to grab them. Get that vehicle that fits your budget. Shots, everybody. Uh, I think, by the way, Greg Johnson and I frequent the same vacation spot. If I see him tomorrow, I got to have some questions about where we actually go to a certain spot in Delaware. Uh, Lindsey Harden. <laughs> Be great if he went. No, not me. And just walked away. Everybody's like, yeah, but you always go there, Greg. Shut up. You're wearing the shirt? That's okay. <laughs> Mohawk Honda tomorrow. Work with people in trust during the car ride experience. Get yourself a new ride today. It's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. I know we just talked a little hoops, Levac. Yes. But there's a quote that is exploding over the weekend involving yeah. a hoops legend we got to discuss. Absolutely. That's coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. And thank you to you know everyone who made this possible and the people in their lives, because obviously a, a lot of sacrifice was made for us to have this day. Uh, I want to you know say that seriously at least one time before I go back to complaining about being inside. Um <laughs> <laughs> there, there is 
I want everyone to listen to this next, This what is about to be said. I want you to listen to it and do what you can to actually be as open-minded as possible. Is there any truth to what Scottie Pippen is saying about Michael Jordan right here? All right, I'm going to play it. It's 48 seconds. Here you go. Put it into the- LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And there's no comparison to him. None. So, does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like, I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want some more salt with your peanuts, sir? Like that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of how I want to how I want to like break this down. Let's so so. I know how I feel. Guys, when you hear that, is there anything in what Scottie Pippen just said that you're just like, that's not just somebody who's disgruntled and angry at Michael Jordan. That's somebody, There's there are some real things being said there. Yeah, I think there are some real things there. I think before, I guess, Scotty and Michael teamed up, Michael Jordan was struggling to win a championship. He'd won in college. So if that's what the point Scottie Pippen's trying to make is, is that he became a better basketball player, Michael Jordan, when Scottie Pippen became his teammate, that's, I guess, a, a, it's a correct point. His legacy was aided by championships. Absolutely. But it was a very clunky way to get to that point if he was trying to get to that point. That didn't feel like what he was really trying to say. What it felt like Scottie Pippen was trying to say is like, can I finally get some credit? Man, I hated the last dance. You know, that's really what he was saying. That's that's not the he might say that was the point he was trying to make the first one, but that's really he got the second one. All the one. money and all the credit, and I was pretty good. Like you guys seem to forget that. Um, all right. Horrible, ridiculous. You can't say he was a horrible basketball player. You could say if you had to use the word horrible, horrible team player, maybe, horrible teammate before i got there maybe something like that but like oh he took these bad shots and everything yeah but they went in <laughs> that's right he's michael like, jordan right there's like there's always like like guys when guys shoots a basketball sometimes i'm just like dude that's the most awkward her- horrible thing i've ever seen in my life and then it goes in and i'm like but it went in so i'll shut up like you know what i mean like it's one of those <laughs> like my nephew my nephew you know served with the marines the whole nine he has the sweetest looking jump shot you've ever seen in your life. It goes three feet. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's it's amazing to me. So, it's like a beautiful shot, but it's horrible because it doesn't go in. So, like, does Jordan did Jordan take shots that you shouldn't take? Sure. Sure he did. Did he make most of them? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, this is salt. This is a lot of salt. Like, I like, if Pippen wants to say, like, the the group, Jordan became a team player because there was so much talent. He had to be. I could go with that. But we've all heard, like, the statements about Jordan. Like, um, Barkley tells the story. There's a couple of the guys, but Barkley seems to be, like, the key storyteller about the Dream Team, where they played 18 holes of golf the, the day of a game. 
Jordan's like, I'm gonna play 18 more. And they're like, What do you got dude? We gotta play. He's like, Yeah, I'll be fine. Jordan then shows up. They're like, Okay, you're gonna be over here. You're gonna no, 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 no. I'm I'm on the I'm on the point guard. I'm on because well, he talked about me in the paper. So I'm gonna embarrass him. And then he just annihilates the guy the entire night. Jordan was so good, he could decide what he was gonna be good at that night. Like he could do that. So before Pippen got there, and it was Jordan and it wasn't like scrubs, but it was not. It, they were they weren't a great team. That's how they got Jordan. You know what I mean? Let's, right. be, let's be real. He had to be everything, so he was. And then when he had a teammate, when he had a guy like Pippen, that Pippen probably the greatest bank shot shooter I've ever seen in my life. No flair, just just angles and and accuracy. Like he was amazing. Defense, everything he needed to do to play. Like he probably the most underrated player I'd ever seen. And now he's on the, you know, he was on the top 50. I think he's still up there. Yes, for sure. Um, well, you know, they, they start pushing people down as guys like LeBron or whatever. Somewhere the late Dolph Chase is like, keep me on that list. Right. I was on the top 50. <laughs> Hold 99. on my fingernails. R.I.P. Dolph Chase. Uh, um, but, like, that just sounds so salty. It just sounds so salty. Like, he's, Scottie Pippen is still very, very bitter and angry. There's two things I've learned as I've grown older in my life. One, you're hinting at this a little bit, too, of, it's weird what people believe in anything, like politically, religion, just think how they view the world, relationships. I've noticed that over the last, I don't know, five to ten years as my friends have gotten older and more mature and adults. I'm like, that's the one you're sticking with, huh? Or you <laughs> see that situation that just happened. This is your takeaway from it. Right. I, I won't even dive into that because that would be a month long. That should be a podcast series right. of how people think. But the second part of it, and this is going to sound, I say this to a lot of people, especially younger students, and it's going to sound like it's being arrogant or cocky, but it's really not. And you got this because you've done this your whole adult life too. Sometimes you have to be your biggest fan. You have yeah. to be your biggest yep. supporter. You have to tell, in this field, we'll just do radio for example, hey, I'm pretty good at this and here's why. If you're an athlete, a coach, uh, a salesperson, hey, I think I can do this and here's why I can do it. Because sometimes you won't have somebody having your back to say why you're good at something. Scotty Pippen has clearly become Scotty Pippen's biggest fan, and it's probably a defense mechanism where we're like, another Jordan question? I mean, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I won six championships. He didn't win any without me. Like you just said, back. I'm a right. top 50 player of all time. Can we just do an interview without talking about Jordan? So he's always, like, had to fight this off me. Like, yo, I'm pretty good. Like, can we talk about me? Right. Like, so just over 25 years, he's just probably like, God, what do I have to say well, about freaking well, and Jordan the last, again? The last dance, yes. that takes him off. And again, it's weird to me because I've seen a lot of the Jordan stories start repopulating my feed. You know, the the this one said that, or this guy said this, or this, what did Jordan say to you here? And, what, and some of the Kobe stories are out there too. And the, their similarities are, are are eerie to me. Like, because I don't think I understood basketball at that level when Kobe was playing. Like I was just I was just a fan. I wasn't here breaking down how it works to the point where I just like Kobe's better than this one's better. This one like now I see when people go Kobe was a, like another Jordan. Maybe not as good, maybe better depending upon how you view it. I would say not as good but of that ilk. And LeBron is like another magic, another like somebody of that nature, somebody who is a little more willing to, you know, pass where Jordan would be like, no, this is my shot. Like, if we're going to lose this game, it's going to be because I miss. But we're not going to lose because I'm not going to miss. And it's, I'm glad that you said it the way you said it because as the Pippin to my Jordan, 
I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you knowing what I've been doing all this time. I really do. It's really good of you. Somewhere Ken and Latham's like, at least they know. I say it every time I call. At least they get it now. <laughs> yeah. LeVac and the other guy. Um, <laughs> Scotty Pippen's a great player. And look, Scotty, for our younger listeners, he had his chance post-Chicago. There were a lot of people who defended Scotty Pippen post-Chicago that when he played for Portland and Houston, yeah. that he was going to be the piece. Like, if you were a Pippen fan, that. right, a lot yeah. of people did. There were it's like, hey, if you've always been a Jordan fan and you felt like Scottie Pippen was underappreciated, all that other stuff, he had his opportunity. Those Portland teams and those Houston teams didn't get over the top. Pippen didn't lead him to a championship like some people thought he could. And maybe that's a part of his legacy, too. Like, what if Pippen did get a championship post-Jordan? Like, Do we have the Shaq-Kobe comparison? Because I'm glad you brought up Kobe. Because that's probably the only other real comparison over the last 30 years of two Hall of Fame basketball players. But the media perception is the Robin, the number yeah, two. Yep. When Shaq and Kobe, now thinking back later, I don't have that same type of feel of there's a Batman and a Robin in this scenario or a sidekick. I just think of Shaq and Kobe. It's like, wait a second. They had Shaq and Kobe? Right. That should be the mentality of fans looking back in the Bulls, but it never has been and still isn't. Well, and I think part of it is, too, when Shaq and Kobe were on the same team, they wouldn't. neither one would allow you to talk about the other one like they were better than they were. And and I know, like, <laughs> I remember being a kid. I remember my dad being like, ah, too many egos, too many egos. Pippen would let you say whatever the hell you had to say. He didn't care. Pippen wanted to win. Like, in, in all sincerity, like, if he's going to start bragging, now's the time to start bragging. Is like, guys, you realize that the reason there was never a story about how great I was is I never raised my hand and said, I'm this great. The closest I came to it was asking for a freaking raise, but I couldn't get one because Jordan already had all the money. Like, those kind of things. Not like... He shouldn't be tearing down Jordan to make himself look better. Honestly, he should be building him up and being like, I helped him be better. He he was great. I'm really damn good. Okay, like I'm really – but it's it doesn't – I think all those years of being in the shadow, all those years of being called Robin, I think he's, he's just like – it's what, here you go, nerds. He never became Nightwing. He never had his own. And when he did, it didn't work. I don't know that reference, but I'm assuming it's very – At one point, accurate. Robin – leaves Batman and becomes Nightwing and th- fights crime on his own. I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt at one point was going to become Robin. Was that, a different- that was weird because he actually went by the name Robin in real life. So it was weird. You don't really know how that was going to pan out. Scotty Pippen's stuff too in interviews like this. He is really damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because, okay, so let's let's go with that theory you had. Let's say he praises Jordan. Says he's the greatest of all time. Nobody's better. Does it diminish his skill set? Because it's like, you know, he's so great. Maybe he didn't need me. But then you flip it to the other side, and I saw Mike Greenberg going nuts about this because he covered the team for Chicago at that point. I know Danny Parkins is out there in Chicago. Like, people in Chicago are now, like, turning on Scotty to be like, oh, God, he's just an angry, bitter old man. Like, okay, so when he takes a shot at Jordan, it might make him look better. But if he says he's great, it it makes him look worse. Right, it doesn't. Like, I don't know what he should say at this point. So, like... A lot of what I what I've done in my career outside of radio is it's is to look at a story, to look at how things are being portrayed, and to, and decide how I can get my message out. Like I, like in politics, you call it a spin doctor, right? But it's I don't look at it that way because everything I've ever done has been how do I get the truth out? How do I get you to see the truth? And you can't you can't get somebody to see the truth by being negative about a god. And as far as basketball goes. Michael Jordan is a god. Like, think about it. Have you seen the movie Air yet? No. Oh, 
It's really, really good. It, Michael Jordan is so special that they made a movie about Michael Jordan that Michael Jordan isn't in. <laughs> it's pretty And awesome. it's good. <laughs> and it's really good. <clears throat> but, like, you've probably seen the preview. Um, there's a point where Sonny Vaccaro, Matt Damon is, is Sonny Vaccaro. He goes, a, a sneaker is just a sneaker until your son steps into it. He's talking to Jordan's mom. Imagine being a dude who was, you know, cut from the high school team, had to put on size, had to get better, wins championships in college, but isn't credited with them. Like, he's just an extra guy. All these things. Picked third in the draft, not first. And here's this million-dollar shoe company. And, and again, at that point, they're primarily a running shoe company. And they're going to you. The reason we're going to be great, the reason these shoes are special is they're going on your feet. Like, I'm sorry. Just hearing somebody say it about somebody else, my ego fluffed up. <laughs> like, that's, that is the kind of, like, how would you expect Jordan to not be like, I'm the greatest. I'm going to do what I have to do to win because it's all on me. Nike now is on my back because they're on my feet. Like, it's all on me. No one ever looked at Pippen until he got to Houston, until he did whatever, where it was like, hey, it's all on you, Scotty. Go get it done. It was, it's Jordan. And then even, even when Jordan was out, it was... Well, hopefully Sky can just kind of make them competitive. Not can they stay a winner because they've got you know one of the best players in basketball. It was well, he's still here. I guess I guess if Tony Kukoc comes out and plays really well, we might have a chance. And those teams again, history has changed this, whether you watch Space Jam right. or The Last Dance, which is a smaller part of this documentary. Those teams, ninety four and ninety five, it's always weird with those false starts in basketball. But do we know what we mean? Ninety four, ninety five right. finishes, both playoff teams, both fifty plus win seasons. But even though those teams were good without Jordan when he's playing baseball, what most people might remember from the last dance is when Scottie Pippen got ticked off at Phil Jackson and refused to take the shot and go back on the court. Right. And right. it was, I want to say it was John Paxson who hit the shot. I know Steve Kerr hits one later on with the uh, Bulls dynasty. But, yeah, that's what we took away from that. Even though those teams were really good and still in the playoffs, they didn't win the championships. The Rockets did with Olajuwon then. Mm. But that's what it looked like. That we, You know, history has changed. But I, I totally see what you're saying there about air in jordan and the mystique and the marketing that you know even when we think back to the 80s and the early 90s and the mid 90s of how we've seen michael jordan campaigned for and marketed for the help of scotty wouldn't have helped the marketing campaign of i want to be like mike and also scotty right. like it wouldn't have <laughs> it wouldn't have worked how great would it have been catchy like, how great would it have been? i was like i want to be like mike and then like a really dramatic dun, 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 dun. you look over and there's scotty behind him <laughs> But not Scotty. Um, what about Scotty? <laughs> and it just sucks because he's—I'm such a fan of the way he played basketball. I'm, the, I'm a fan of the way he handled his professional career, with a few small exceptions. But to be honest with you, I didn't remember the not coming back out for the shot. I didn't remember the fighting over the money. I didn't remember any of that until the last dance. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe he's got a right to be a little high sodium right now. <laughs> Maybe he's got a right. Uh, it is Levant Gaz, Fox Sports Radio, ninety-five nine uh, and nine eighty. Would you say sometimes it's a, a pest? Michael Jordan is for Scottie Pippen, or is that too much of a? Uh, I think he's too big to be called a pest. Okay. I think. I, I mean, we could ask is if there's anybody who would know how to take care of that. It would be USX Pest Control. Uh, first step for everybody: go to usxpest.com, schedule your free inspection. We both had our inspections done on our houses. Um, I had the service done already. They went around. They did the. It's um, so USX is part of the Gagne family of brands, which is who brought us. Uh, 
uh, cat's eye. Sorry, for whatever I kept thinking, cat guard, cat's eye. I had a Pippin moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't let that be a thing. I feel bad already. Uh, but so like that cat guarding is non chemical exclusion. So they go around and they they seal up all the areas where things could get in. I had bats in my attic a while back. So they put it's like a one way vent. So the bats can get out, but they can't get back in, and they sealed everything else up. So once the bats are out, they came back in, they sealed the vent up. I haven't had bats. Look at that, man. They're actually killing it for you. They're going to be... I'm not killing it. Freeing them. But... Freeing them. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, USX. Pass, that's right. We've been a whole different situation there. They're swinging by my place, I believe, this week. I got to call Tim. Make sure it's all good to go. The sister-in-law. Another sister-in-law. You sickos. It's going to be there. It's still probably I'll not be there. there. It's still... Is this the other... What's the, which which flower is this one named after? Cal Lily. Hello. Um, US X Pest will be there. They had the long list of stuff that I thought was wrong with my home, and it wasn't. Shout out to Tim for checking it out, making sure everything's well, good. Looking forward to think that. Think about yeah. that. Think about what you just said right there. Oh, I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got that. In my head, I'd be hearing cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. US X Pest goes, I don't think we need to spend the money on this part. I don't think we need to spend the money on this part. I don't. Here's where we need to focus. And they, it's just, that's cool. That's what I need out of a company if you want me to trust you. USX Pest Control. Yes, it's that much closer to me actually going out and enjoying my Memorial Day. Tommy Corporate in the other room with his, uh, his Syracuse <laughs> basketball jersey on. You are a hairy man. You are a hairy man. The bosses didn't see me showing up today. I thought about wearing this the other day, but the Pearl Washington's on. The sunburn's not so bad. The hair is out. How could you get a sunburn through that sweater? It's an odd. Does Rex come up to you and pet you like a, like a like a family animal? It's an odd color. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a color. It's hair. It's like <laughs> you you have like you're a hairy hairy gentleman. Why is it oh, on the shoulder so much? You know, I, I am. It's got to be a genetic thing. Like you're you must have been bred for something. Like your family, like back in the day, must have done a lot of like work in fields or something like you guys raked a lot or something and it's not thick hair i'm not a, like it's just no, everywhere is it thick it's i here, mean take off the jersey look at my no, chest i would rather here you for... didn't I, I would rather you i'd rather you put more on um <laughs> so tonight you got the uh, yankees 940 first pitch you got um monday night raw right here in the capital region they won't have to give away tickets or do any stunts to get people in the building. You know, I know we're going to get to the pick of the day. Thanks to the Mohawk Shiver. I know you're going to talk a little bit more yeah. about Mohawk Shiver. We're just getting everything laid out. Yeah. You know? There's I, some stuff to do tonight while you're while you're recovering from your beach day. I want to put a pause there on the WWE Monday Night Raw thing because they were just in Saudi Arabia yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Night so of Champions. What's the flight like from Saudi Arabia to Albany? Long. It's a long flight. It's long. I just didn't think that. I'm just like trying to map it out of my brain here. Like, okay, could they have gone to like, I I guess that's the closest city. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Out loud, like usually no when they come to Albany, it's like a Boston, New well, York City, day, Albany, they, they Buffalo. Had, well, because but remember by our time, because I saw the updates come across my Twitter at like lunchtime, early or, or like early late early afternoonish. So like what two three o'clock our time. They were wrapping up Night of Champions. Yeah. And then you had a day. That was on Saturday. So then Sunday's a full travel day. Probably get a nap in. Remember, these guys, this all they do is travel. 200 plus days a year, they're on the road or in the air, as the case may be. So I don't think it's as bad for them as it is for us. Like, if we did that, we'd be like, uh, nah. Nah, we'll, we'll cut a promo real quick from this couch. And then we're <laughs> out of here. 
But no, like they're used to that. They're fine. And plus, you probably see a lot of people that you didn't see in Night of Champions tonight. Like the Night of Champions guys, like with Seth freaking Rollins, he'll cut a promo. I doubt he'll have a match. I'm also interested. I know it's May usually when Monday Night Raw comes to the Capital Region. It's been May traditionally the last few years. Memorial Day show, better, worse? I feel like the Memorial Day one's one of the least watched Raws because of the summer starting and summer ratings are a little bit different and everything else. I'm not complaining because I want to be there. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about this more. I was there at the last two Raws, and I had never gone to a Raw until 2019? I think when Ronda Rousey debuted. So shout out to everybody who's listening to us potentially going to Raw and having a great time tonight. We wish we were there. We are here. I heard Antonio Brown's going to wrestle. I heard that's he's going to wrestle tonight. That's not true. No? Okay. No, well, true. yeah. Well, oh, things have to be true for us to say them now? Stop it. Uh, of course, game seven tonight. I know everybody will be watching that. Heat, Celtics, live from Boston. Um, I I don't even know if I want to make this my pick. Like, so the play of the day, of course, brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Uh, we try to do a pick every, the end of every show, you know, let everybody know, like, what, what we're going to have working. I am completely, like, nothing makes sense in this series. Nothing makes sense at all. You got, you got a Heat team who barely got into the playoffs. And then you've got the Celtics, who were one of the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, especially once Milwaukee was gone, who, by the way, got beat by the Heat team that was, that shouldn't even be in the playoffs. The Heat win three. Then they look like they forgot how to bounce a basketball. It's like if they even line up, they were like, is that square thing the basketball? Like what? And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe that the Celtics, just because no one's ever won four in a row after being down Oh three! I'm supposed to believe the Celtics are, will forget how to play basketball tonight. Like, it's this is a tough one. This is, there's there's so much history that says the Heat, but there's so much my eyes have seen the last three games to say how do you go against the Celtics? That's seven and a half numbers. Odd. I know seven's actually not numbered, so that's it's five. True. But that's Very not that's not what I meant by that. You would think after Game Six, we talked about it earlier in the show, a tip in to win it, history on the line, everything else going on. That seven and a half would not be the number. Oh, it's got my mind spinning, Levesque. I, I want to pass on this, too, because of the number. But I also had a future wager on Boston, so I will be rooting for Boston tonight. I'm a, I mean, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the heat. I'm going to hope that Hemi Butler shows up and just goes off because I just I hate the Celtics. And with the Lakers not in, I don't I don't want I don't want the traditional powers. And I know the heat have won a ton you know, with LeBron and everything, Wade and all that. But at the same time, like, the Celtics and the Lakers are the, are the traditionals, right? Those, so the Lakers are out. Nuggets are in. I I think the Nuggets beat whoever goes in front of them. The better series is probably the Celtics. But then again, you probably would have said that about every series that he'd have been in. Like, nah, it'd be better if we got the other team. No, I, I'm going to go. I'll go Heat just because of the points. And, and that, that's my play tonight. Heat plus seven and a half. Ooh, okay. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. All right. Uh, I'm going to root for Boston. I'm staying away from the line because it's just hard for me to wrap my brain around this. Okay. So this happens to everybody. Whether you host a radio show, host a podcast, television, if you love sports, you have to admit it to yourself. Whether you want to or not, there is either an athlete, a coach, or a team it could be one or two people. It could be five people. Someone's name you constantly mess up. We're not judging you. Levac and I do it. Oh, I do. There, I do it way too much there, for somebody to get look, paid to do this. There's like three or four people that trip us up every single time. 
There was a pitcher for the Marlins and Dodgers, I believe. Julio Arasius was one of mine that I used to constantly screw up. Of course, the Giants uh, wide receiver. I'm probably going to do it again here just by accident. I've interviewed him before. Plaxico Burris, but I used to say Bur- but I used to say Burrows. And I know how to spell it. B-U-R-R-E-S-S. I'd say Burrows just out of habit sometimes. How many times did I call James Harden Rich Harden? And they're both athletes, right? And you right. know both of those guys are different people. It just happens, right? It just happens where there's somebody in your brain, you just can't kick it no matter what you do. I am betting on one of those guys tonight, and I'm probably for the 100th time going to butcher his name. And I can think of Eric Hanneman, who's doing a great job in Bristol, who was our former intern and then producing everything else. He would always tell me, gosh, it is, and now I'm forgetting if it's Kopech or Kopak, Michael Kopech. And I probably I butchered. Back. I, I probably back. I butchered it. He's number one on my list, and I love this player so much because <laughs> I thought he was going to be one of the Cy Young award-winning pitchers six years ago. Because this guy was throwing 106 in the minors. That sounds like guys. He's not throwing 106. Go find K O P E C H. Michael and someone's screaming. It's Kopak. Some random accent they're putting on it. He's pitching tonight for the White Sox at home against the Angels. I saw his name pop up. I'm like, oh, I can hear Eric in my headset, and I can hear myself saying, I don't want to bet him because I forget how to say his name. I here on this Memorial Day will admit he is number one on my list of names that I butcher, and I probably butchered it again there. But I'm taking a pitcher coming off of Tommy John who can still probably throw heat. So so, so you're taking the White Sox? Is that what you're trying to tell White me? Sox money line, yeah. All right, White Sox money line for you. Uh, heat plus the points for me and, and just – a lot of hope. I, I'm not. I'm not brave enough to take the money line. I feel like it'll be a good game tonight, at least. Like that's that's the deal. Like I feel like it at least, you know, we'll get a, like uh, some kind of resemblance to what happened in Miami the other night, where yeah, it's the the stray ball gets put back. You know, they, I had the Heat plus three. They covered. I was happy. I do want to remind you that I did say Hugh Darvish would be a batting practice pitcher against the Yankees. I was not wrong about that. That worked out for me. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't love anything tonight, but I hate getting points with the Heat the least. So I'll do that. That's where I'm at. There's one other big thing I want to talk about. We've got a few. Mi- we've got a, we've got a few minutes left here on the show. Here's what I'd like to do, Levac. Can you tell us a little about Mohawk Chevy? Because what we're about to talk about, some people who are listening, especially on our podcast side and our live side, may not want to hear what's going to happen coming up to close to the show. Spoiler alert. Right. But I want to make sure to give Mohawk Chevy love. So let's talk. And I saw the Black Widow out there today. And then let's talk about Mohawk Chevy. And then we'll do this that I want to talk about. This this is the deal. You've heard this before. Like when I talk about Mohawk Chevrolet, it's like you hear people talk about, like, I just, I'm not ready. They don't, I'm never going to find exactly what I want. I'm going to do this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I was I, I legitimately did not think there was any way on God's green earth they would be able to I would be able to own a Black Widow Chevy Silverado Z seventy one RST. So I sat down at first with Andy Gelcher, then then you know Katie Duncan, then my guy Derek hooked me up, went through the whole process, got it done. It's it, it took a little moving, I had to do some things, but I really really wanted it. So they helped me find new roads. To my to my Black Widow, you know I've been talking about a Black Widow for for years and years and years and years. Tommy Canley, you know a local who who pitched for the Yankees and is with the Yankees, he has one. I saw his. I've wanted one ever since. So so I I, I got it done. They got it done for me. If I'm being perfectly honest. So why am I telling you so much about Mark Chevy and and my dream to get this Black Widow and I got it? 
because they can get you any vehicle you're looking for now. Because not only is it Mohawk Chevrolet, all that great, great Chevrolet product all over the lot, Silverados, Traverses, you know, Equinoxes, everything's out there, the, the Impalas. But now they've got Car Bravo, any make, model, all that great stuff right there at Mohawk Chevrolet. So find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. So cool. So cool. So happy about it. Super impressive to look at in person. Oh. First thing I saw to you, told you when I walked in and saw it. I was like, man. I, went, I watched it today. I went, I went through I went through the car wash today. And I like literally looked at the guy. I go, I'm going to be okay to drive this through there, right? Like, tires are pretty wide. Got a four-inch lift on it. Like, I'm, I'm good, right? The guy's like, yeah, you're fine. Like, calm down. <laughs> Easy, buddy. <He's, laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't rolling around in Bigfoot, buddy. Ain't a monster. This ain't Grave Digger. Ain't no monster truck, all right? All right, it's a nice truck. Calm down. And I went, you know, and then I said, you wish you had it. He was like, yeah. All right. Yeah, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen the HBO series finale of Secession, I'm going to give you a five-second. Oh, I thought we were talking about Barry. No, nah, although Barry is popular. We're not talking about Barry. Here's a five-second countdown. Probably for the next two and a half minutes, we're going to talk about Secession here, and then we'll catch you on Tuesday. But I want to talk about this. So here's your spoiler alert. Come back to us tomorrow if you don't want to hear what happened. If you're on <laughs> podcast, you can stop the episode right here. Five, four. Three, five, count. two, one. What did you think about the episode? I liked it. Um, I liked I liked some of the parallels because I had to think about it afterwards because the way it ended. At first, I was disappointed because, again, I, you were warned. I really thought Kendall Roy would end up with with everything. Like I thought he'd be able to run it, and and then they like they lead you in that direction a lot. Um, so when he when he isn't, and you see the way he's sitting there at the end. All I could think of is when he was going through rehab and everything. So, like, I thought the the point they were making was he's as addicted to corporate America, to, you know, Roy Star and everything else, as he was to drugs and alcohol. Like, he's that addicted to that. But you also see the old man security guard that he hired is standing in the background. So I'm like, in my mind... It's only a matter of time before he's going after them and tearing them apart with some other company. There's a difference here between best show you've ever seen and favorite show. What I like about Secession in comparison to other shows that that I would consider favorites, like Entourage and How I Met Your Mother are some of my favorite shows, but I don't think they're some of the best shows that have ever been on television. I bring up those two for, for this example. The creators and writers and producers of those shows have admitted we had an idea of where the end was going to be, but along the way, we weren't really prepared for stuff. Like, season one, we weren't ready for season seven. How I Met Your Mother's last season was rough, and Entourage, some of the stuff was, I mean, Ari Gold's kids changed, the number of kids he had throughout the show. But, <laughs> yeah, this, but this show, you could feel like, okay, from episode one, season one, to this, these guys had an idea of what was going to happen. I know later in, like, the post-scene credits he talked about, like, I had an idea of season three where who was going to take over. Man, it was awesome. I think it's my second best show I've ever watched start to finish. I know Sopranos is in there. Some people, that's their number one. Breaking Bad, for me, is number one. This is number two. Loved it. it a Shakespearean tragedy, it felt like. Like, the sadness of Kendall Roy, the guy, Tom, who kind of is unimpressive, gets yeah. it. Shiv yeah. having to deal with him again. Roman really not. The not TikTok having to. I think it. she wanted to. Yeah. Because I think that's the real reason she went the way she went. Is she wanted her? She wanted her husband. She she actually likes her husband. Nerd. Like that's that show. The crazy thing about that show is from episode to episode, from minute to minute. 
I would go from liking a character to hating them back to liking them to hating them. Like you, the same character. Like I can't think of there's every show I've ever watched. Like that that person's my favorite. I hate that person. And every once in a while they can redeem the hated person or turn the the one you like a lot evil. But like this show, they did it almost weekly. I, I the best thing about Succession, four seasons done. If they dragged it out any longer, it would have ruined it. Got it and got out. Just like yep. us here on Memorial Day. Look at that segue. <laughs> we could have got out a lot earlier. I could have been on a lake right now. I'm just saying. Uh, we're back here tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Um, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Yankees and, I don't know, maybe this NBA game that, that's taking place. Uh, aside from that, I make no promises. But uh, make sure you're back here with us. Uh, whoever's in for Cavino and Rich, because I'm sure they're important enough they didn't have to work today, they'll be next right here <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.